It's time for the Southeast Super League Podcast. The home of all things Super all League. Things Super League. Hey guys, this is Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're listening to the Southeast Super League Podcast. Proudly sponsored by Horn Industrial Coatings. And here we go. We are live. Tristan, welcome to the podcast. This week's episode brought to you once again by Lincoln Scott from Coronas Real Estate. It's like having Jeff Reed play for your E-grade basketball team, honestly. Jeff, Lincoln is like the Jeff of the real estate game. <laughs> We'd also like to give a quick shout out to our naming rights sponsor, Horn Industrial Coatings. This is, of course, the Super League podcast, and a lot of you will be thrilled to hear this man's voice again after the last two weeks of shockingly amateur podcasting. Welcome to you, Tristan Blacker. Thanks for having me back on, Dale. I have missed uh, I've missed being here, but it's actually been it's been really good just listening in on a Monday morning, I must admit, uh, not being a part of it and not knowing what's been said. And I understand why there's a little bit of hype around it with the boys you know, and love hearing hearing our pods on a Monday. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was good having having the boys on the other week. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm not sure how sharp the podcast was, but it, yes, it was it was fun to do at least. <laughs> no, they, they did very well. It's always good to have a, a week or two off. They did. They did. Uh, now, Tristan, round three, um, some teams starting to panic, some teams really starting to find their groove. Yep. What, are your, uh, what are your general thoughts on, on where everyone's at right now? Oh look, it's yeah. There is there is a bit of a, a picture being painted across you know the top end and you know who are our, our top end teams and who aren't. But it's still too early to say in my book. I mean, it, we're, we've just finished round three. You know, we've got some teams that are undefeated and we've got some teams that are winless. But I'd rather kind of reserve judgment and and see what happens over the next couple of weeks and and see where you know teams are after round five. Very conservative answer, Tristan. Well done. Thank you so much. Well, let's uh, let's chat some some Super League here, Tristan. Uh, let's get into the action for the round. Uh, now you were here for most of these games, which is which is really good. Um, I, I actually didn't go along on the Tuesday like I was scheduled to, but this this first game of the round was the Coraline Camels getting up by just two points on the Druin Dragons. Yeah, look, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a broken record um, throughout this podcast, so I'm going to quickly scout through other games, and I've just done a, a little bit of homework, and I can confirm, for me, this was match of the round. So I uh, I was I was really happy with this. Camels, uh, 51, taking down the Druin Dragons, 49. So that was a two-point uh, two win to the Camels. But uh, Dill Pickle had the last shot to, to send it into OT, which you unfortunately didn't. But this was this was a high caliber game of basketball, and it was uh, it was played really well. Yeah, I was following in on the live feed for the last couple of minutes in this game, and uh, I thought I thought Dill might have had it. Actually, it was a it was a really really tough shot, but uh, it looked pretty good. Yeah, that, I mean he's he's kind of been a standout, you know, so far over the three weeks, and uh, he had another big game, um, twenty one points, thirteen rebounds. Uh, a few assists and a, and a few steals as well. So yeah, he, he led he led from the front. The Druin Dragons only had the five players uh, in in active that night, but, but um, unfortunately they couldn't get over the line. 
Well, I, I liked what I saw on the stat sheet from uh, from Woody. Sean Webster, 10 points, five boards. Uh, I liked what I saw there. Uh, he was the only other double-figure scorer for the Dragons, so it was a, it was a relatively um, difficult game to score for those guys. But Cal Shave chipped in seven, Plozzi hit uh, seven as well, and, and Scotty Elliott hit four. Yeah. Uh, but he, had, he also had 14 rebounds too, so he's, uh, he's proving a, a very valuable piece as they brought him over from, uh, uh, from in a trade, sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, look, you know, on paper, the Druin Dragons probably should have got the win and, and got the win convincingly. They had 22 more scoring opportunities. Um, but, yeah, they just their, their shooting efficiency just wasn't great. So, you know, it allowed, it allowed the Camels to get back in the game. And, look, you know, you can look at that and say that the Druin Dragons, you know, didn't shoot well. But I think it was off the back of some really good defense by the Camels. Uh, um you know, they've got a really good, you know, all-round strong defensive outfit, you know, from the one through five. And, you know, they did a, a really good job in enforcing the Dragons into some difficult shots. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, they got the win and, and they're looking very good, the Camels. Uh, there was a few standouts for mine. Um, Michael Stewart, Mick Stewart, another really big game. He had 15 points and 12 rebounds. And he was He's shooting from, the three ball well, yes. Yeah, three from six from deep. Uh, he's just doing it all at the minute. Yeah, he's um, he's I think found a bit of form as well. He's been playing really well on Thursday night as well. Um, Hayden Melson had a, a relatively quiet game from from what we've sort of been seeing out of him lately. He had thirteen and six. Uh, but Dave Wang, he had eleven points uh, and, and a few rebounds. I thought his his stat sheet looks pretty good. Yeah, um, it does. He's having a good season overall as well. Um, he's, he's very efficient. You know, in those mid-range shots, uh, you know, cleaning up around the bucket, shot the ball at 71% or just, yeah, 71.4% if you look at the stats there, five of seven, uh, you know, a few rebounds. He's um, He's been contributing really well, um, you know, in that 3-4 spot. Yep. And uh, just just for the fun of it, we haven't done it in a while. How is, how is our mate Serge? Serge has been really good. Um he probably didn't shoot the ball as as much as he'd, he'd like to, uh, as well as he'd like to. But he's just another one that you know, you know, you know, getting those outlet passes and really pushing the ball down the floor and attacking the basket. Uh, and I mean, you know what we get from him from a defensive standpoint as well. So, you know, he's he's very sound in, in both ends of the floor and um, having another really good season is our man from Europe. <laughs> Well, the next game uh, on the schedule was the Hampton Park Blazers getting up by 12 on the Kiwi Koalas. This this wasn't really a 12-point game, though, was it? No, it was pretty close throughout all of it. Um, the the Blazers pretty much ran away with it right at the end, I reckon, in the last three or four minutes. So it was, yeah, like, like I said, it was pretty close throughout. Uh, both teams shooting the ball relatively well uh, across the field. Um, both, if you know, field goal shooters over 50%, which is good. Uh, Kui Koalas didn't shoot the ball all that well from deep, uh, only you know shooting at 13, uh, 16%, uh, two or 12 uh, from the three-point line. So, uh, you know, a little bit of concern there. But um, yeah, the Blazers. You know, this is a perfect example. The Blazers are just you know going about their business, you know, doing what they need to do, bringing every player into the game, you know, from a defensive and offensive standpoint. And um, the Kui Koalas are um, winless still. Yeah. 
I mean, I, there are a few a few good things uh, coming out of this game for the Koalas. I like seeing Jaden McMillan having 17 shots. He's obviously had uh, a fair bit of the ball. He went for 17 and seven. Yep. Um, that, that that's really good to see. I think that's where he needs to be. You know, somewhere between 15 and 20 shots a game. Um, I'd, I'd like to see him take more. And like my personal opinion, I'd be happy with him taking 20 plus shots a game. I don't even, you know, and not to discredit Mace Lee because he's a phenomenal point guard. Um, I'd even like to see the ball go through his hands in, in every offensive set because, you know, like he's, you know, for Super League, Jay's a big body uh, and he can, you know, he can do it at that three, four, five spot. But, you know, you, you look back at his college days when he was over in the States and, you know, when he was playing Big V, he can play the one, two spot as well. So I would be uh, trying to get the ball into his hands as often as possible. Yep. Uh, Mace Lee had himself a game with 13, uh, sort yep. of showing signs of life. He had, a, he had a rough trot in the first couple. Yep. Um, Mr. C.R. Lugman with 6.6 boards. Uh, and Mitch Gray, I'm not sure if I'm reading this right, but I see 0 for 4 next to him on the uh, on the three-point line. Is that uh, is that a mistake? No, that's, uh, that's correct. Mitch needs to shoot the ball a heck of a lot better. Um, which we know he can do. Um, not to say that those four shots, you know, were horrible, but um, you know, he needs to be making a couple of them if he's going to be putting them up. Mate, I, I threw you a lob there, and I feel like he went very gentle with it. <laughs> he's, he's already, he's already, he's already feeling the pinches, Mitch. You know, being three and zero. Um, and all I mean, you know, he's. I guess in his three-point shooting, he's gone one better and gone four and zero, zero four. <laughs> But uh, I'll uh, I'll I'll go easy on Mitch uh, this week. I think. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Mercy. He is a he is a prick though. <laughs> For the Blazers, Tristan uh, Kyle Nagel once again. Uh, yeah. Coming up, coming up big. Um, you know, twenty points and and shot the ball at seventy three percent, earning himself a Player of the Week award. Yeah. Um. You know who. You know who Mitch Gray can, you know, get some technique of, of, of his shooting from, and that's Grimo. Grimo was three of uh, three of six from deep, shot the ball very, very well. Finished with they were late points. in the game too. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he he did very well and he got a, a fantastic shooting style from deep. Um, I'd like to see Mitch adopt some of that because uh, Grimo is just going about his business at the minute. The other one that impressed was uh, was Trent Reeford getting the double double with twelve points, eleven rebounds on sixty seven percent shooting. I thought that was impressive. He was a lot more relaxed, not having um, Adam Edge come near him this week. Was uh, <laughs> Trent Reeford? He could do what he wanted. He could. Just just one player to note. I know he, he didn't do much on the scoreboard, but uh, I really like this bloke's energy, and that's Sam Little. Yep, yeah, defensive stopper, uh, works really hard, uh, plays with a lot of energy, and like you said, it you know doesn't show a lot on the stat sheet, but um, just have a look at him on the court because he's an integral part of that team. Yep. Yep. Uh, the next game on the schedule was the Cadinia Crocs, uh, copping a little bit of a hiding from from the Kraken, thirty to forty-four. They were short-handed though, weren't they? Yeah, they're missing they're missing their fearless leader in Dan Stowe, but uh, they just shot the ball poorly. Um, you know, some of that was attributed to you know the young 
cracking team and, and their defensive efforts. But, you know, they lost, they missed a lot of easy ones as well. So, you know, that, that, that went a long way in, you know, them only putting up 30 points for the game. I mean, they were 14 of 56, shooting the ball at 25%. You know, with the likes of, um, you know, the likes of Matt Darcy and uh, Riley Lanting and Rossi Coots and uh, Mr. Morris Burney, you know, those guys can shoot the ball. So we need a little bit more out of them, um, you know, from a shooting standpoint. And I'm sure they'll win more games than they lose, you know, throughout the rest of the season. It is a bit of a worry when uh, when Carl is your top scorer with twelve points, eight boards. He had, he had himself a, a pretty decent game. Yeah, uh, he did. He did. There was actually a few lads in the crowd making making note of that. He was um, he was really good, and you know it, it was probably the standout for the uh, for the Crocodilians. Yep. Uh, outside of that, yeah, Matt Darcy with eight points and eight rebounds. Uh, Jack Morris Burney, uh, six points, eight rebounds. Riley Lanting, just two points, but five rebounds. Uh, yeah, tough, tough game. Tough game for those guys. The Kraken, on the other hand, they had two guys in double figures with uh, with Jai Horn, fifteen points, eight boards. Yep. Uh, welcome, it. welcome to the party. He had a he had a good night. Uh, and Cooper Lansing having like what I would describe as a quiet night for Cooper, uh, twelve points, twelve boards. Um, what uh, what did you notice out there for the Kraken? Uh, they just moved the ball really well offensively. Um, they moved the ball. They defended hard and and you know got uh, got some really good steals and was able to get out and trans and run and you know that's what you want to see these guys doing. You know especially with um, the Horn brothers and and Coop and Joey Nativo. You know the four of them can get out and run and and run hard and and that's what they did and. Um, you know they they took their opportunity, they took their chances, and you know created and 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 got the win. I had some uh, some inside uh, feedback from from GM of the Turning Kraken. They were really happy yep. with the the job that Bryce Joyner did on Jack Morris Burney. Yep, yeah. Um, Bryce was really good. He's just that energy guy, and you know, kind of very similar to to Sam Little, uh, just a lockdown defender. Uh, and, and I've said it season in, you know, season out, you know, since we started DT and you need defenders in this competition because a lot of domestic guys aren't used to having that, you know, that defense put on them. Um, and it goes a long way into winning games and winning championships. And, you know, Bryce was probably a standout. Like I mean, he finished with three points and, and two rebounds and played 25 minutes, but he was probably a standout um, in this game because of exactly that. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. Uh, well, that that covers the Monday night uh, conference. We've actually got the crossover on the Tuesday night, which we'll get into in just a moment. Let's have a, uh, a quick word from our sponsors and we'll jump right in. Lonsdale Street Auto Electrics is a family-owned and operated company established in 1972. Our team is committed to customer service and our philosophy is to make your vehicle the best it can be. We cater for cars, trucks, buses and earth-moving machinery. Lonsdale Street Auto Electrics is an authorised Denso service and warranty repair centre. We are members of the VACC and SAE. Our core service areas include Arctic, accredited air conditioning repairs and installations, overhaul starters and alternators, ABS repairs to cars and trucks, car alarms and immobilisers, mobile breakdown service, 12 and 24 volt system repairs, changeover units, trailer rewires, wiring repairs, fleet service, batteries, radios, have a warning light on, engine, 
transmission, ABS or SRS light? All the usual faults are catered for. Trailer rewires, short circuits and diagnosis. Aircon servicing and repairs are no problem for us. We manufacture hoses, regas your AC system and have fast and speedy access to all major part suppliers. Difficult faults? Bring them here! Major truck dealerships bring their two hard problems to us to have them sorted out. We have a range of diagnostic scan tools to communicate with the errant control unit and make the correct diagnosis. Australian, European, Japanese, Korean or American cars hold no fears for us. Lonsdale Street Auto Electrics Winner of VACC Industry Awards Best Large Auto Electrical Business 2018 and 2019 Call us on 03 9706 5525 Alright and we are back Tristan uh, the first game on the Tuesday uh, the Baronia Bloodhounds getting their first dub of the season against the Dandy Ducks 73-51 to 51. Uh, How did this go down? Um Bloodhounds were all over the Ducks from the get-go um, and, you know, got the win by 22 points. Uh, it was pretty pretty tough one for the Ducks. I mean, they were, they were missing uh, Westy. You know, Westy couldn't get to the game. Um, uh, Schnoz was really good. He played, a, he played a phenomenal game. He had 20 and 15, shot the ball at 45% overall, uh, 56 from the field. He did a really good job. Um, but the uh, the Bloodhounds were, were just far too good. Um, Shane Badger had a field day at 25 points. He got out in trans and, and scored a lot through you know those opportunities. Uh, Dan Whitfield, really strong, 14 and eight. Um, Jess Morsley, three from six from deep, finished with nine. Uh, just a, a, a general all-round effort from, from the Bloodhounds. Um, and a shout out to Summit for his, his last game with the Bloodhounds. He finished with 18 points. He was four of six from deep. Yeah, he uh, he had a, a cracker of a game, uh, and then and then he was traded. <laughs> <laughs> so so we should probably we should probably brush across that. So the the Baronia Bloodhounds traded uh, Summer Tapper for Brady Hermans from the Koalas. That that uh, went through earlier on in the week. Yep. Uh, and and they've done a bit of a swap. So I'm not really sure how it's going to affect them moving forward, but I can see. I can see the koalas benefiting from another ball handler, um, and I and I can see uh, for sure uh, Brady, you know, using his scoring talent on the on the Bloodhounds, where they where they sometimes might sort of lack that. Yep, I think I think you're spot on, especially for Summit going over to the koalas. As we mentioned before, the koalas last week were two of twelve from yep. deep. So mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jay and you know. Jay and Mace hitting a, a three each. So that's what you want. You want to shoot around guys like that that are going to kick the ball and hopefully, you know, that he can put them in good stead to, you know, getting their first win. Yeah. Uh, what else do we like from this game, Tristan? Um, I think, uh, I think. well, I need to I need to make make mention. Uh, I said, I said, Jess Maudsley needs some more shots on the podcast last week. He had yep. seven shots last week. He's had seven shots this week. For Christ's sake, just just give the man some shots. <laughs> Look in in the Bloodhounds' defence, they did get out and trans and run a lot. You know they they were moving their feet. So you know you, you look at the, the scoring of um, you know even Summit and and Shane and, and Dan um, 
piles for a lot of points and they were just getting out and running and shooting so there wasn't a lot of you know settling and and, and structuring offense uh against the ducks because yeah they just kind of got out and ran for 40 minutes of basketball so although it's hard I, to poke I, holes in their game isn't it like when you when you win by 22 points but yeah but i do i do i do very much agree with you um you want you want jess shooting the ball you know at least 12 12 to 15 times yeah 100 percent I mean, he's, uh, he's a lights-out shooter. Everyone knows it. So I think everyone, uh, you know, if, if, if your point guards can, you know, get into the paint and find him in the corners or something, it's, it's just going to it's gonna change the game for those guys, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next game, the Officer Hornets getting thumped by the Long Worry Knights, 32-51. to 51. Uh, The Knights are looking the business. Yeah, they're, uh, they're probably... The standout for the Tuesday night for me, they're just going about their business, you know, playing some really team orientated basketball. Cam Scott had another really big game, uh, 13 points and 21 rebounds, nine, nine of them offensive. And yeah, they just they just picked them apart um, and, and got the job done. Yeah, that's crazy. That 21 rebounds. I, I could only dream of that. <laughs> It's insane. I, I reckon. I don't reckon I've had more than twenty-one rebounds in my career. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was obviously good. Uh, Timmy Morgan was was obviously really good. He had sixteen and seven. Uh, I thought. Uh, I, I think he's just a, a quiet achiever this season, actually. Yeah, he is. I mean, like, you know, he's he's because of the the IQ that he brings to the game. He he. He's showing that he doesn't need to put up big numbers. I mean, although he has done it in this game, he's he's bringing a lot of other guys into it, and you know that's what you want to see. You know, the likes of Jordan Hendricks and Jake Tuplin running baseline, and uh, they're just yeah, they're they're just working really well. And um, yeah, like I said, the standout for me on a Tuesday night for the Hornets, uh, not one player getting into double figures. Not not Spez, not Trav, not anyone. That was look. It was very, very uncharacteristic by the um, by the Hornets, uh, especially with the players that they've got. Uh, I'm just just putting this down to a, an off night. Uh, I'm not too worried about it. They'll definitely bounce back with the team that they have, and um, you know, see how they go next week. Yeah. Uh, well, there's there, yeah, probably chalk that up to yeah to one that to forget. Uh, the next game of the night was the Lakeside Vikings getting the dub by f- just four points on the Arena Bulls. This one was a really good one to watch. Yep, yeah, this was another really close game and an exciting one to watch. Uh, it was Link Scott's first game uh, after missing the you know the first couple with the Arena Bulls. He was really good. Uh, Jeff Reed did Jeff Reed things, hitting some very big shots. Um, although he only was two of nine. He was he was instrumental across you know all 40 minutes of basketball that he played, uh, but it was the the Vikings just doing what they do and defending really hard and swinging the ball really well offensively and bringing everybody into the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I liked what I saw from from the Vikings. Um, they, there's a lot to like about that team. Uh, Jordan White, 20 point game from him uh, yep. from the bloke that sort of no one really knew coming in yeah uh, turns out he is a lights out shooter 
Yeah, he's five of ten from deep and just lit it up. You know, he was the difference. Um, yeah, he um, it was just really good. And, and like I think, you know, there, there was a few times where the Bulls played some really good defense on him, but he uh, he just did what he did to Jeff, what um, Jeff's been doing to everybody for years, and just you know knocking big deep threes. Yep. Uh, the only other player in double figures for the Vikings was Ben Tompkins, 10 points, 10 boards. Um, yeah, yeah, he's quietly uh, going about his business, Benny Tompkins. He's been really solid. Uh, I'd be interested to see what his averages are so far because I reckon he'd be very close to a double-double. Um, he's putting up some really good numbers. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, fun team to watch. How about, how about Morgs uh, for, for the Bulls? He's been, uh, he's been doing some good things. Monster of a man, uh, yeah, just cleaning up around the bucket, big, strong body defensively. Uh, he's um, he was really good in the combines, but he's taking that next step into into the you know into their home and away season and, and and being solid for the Bulls. Yep. The final game of the night was the packing up at Packenham Upper Unicorns getting the dub on the Philly Island Penguins, sixty-one to fifty. Yeah, this was uh, this was your game, DT, and the the score doesn't really do it much justice because I think you blew them out in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, that's uh, right. It was it was back and forth the whole game. Yeah, it was, and um, then you guys, I think you I think you put on like you know ten or. 12 point run to nothing um, and that got you the 11 point win but it was just uh, and again it was good defense by you guys but you know it was a combination of good defense by you guys and poor shooting by the penguins uh they had 13 more scoring shots overall they shot 22 of 70 um for the game and, and just shot themselves out of it i feel yeah yeah well um yeah, we we had a, a focus to try and sort of limit how many threes they were able to take. We know they're a good three point shooting team. Yeah. So that was a focus. Um, well, and, yes, and where if, they that, did... if that was a focus, DT, then you have done absolutely phenomenal because they were two of twenty one from deep. Yeah, you got and to the take only that. the the only uh, the only three point shooter was Starks. He had two of ten. Like Dan Blythe was zero of seven. Um, Greggy Wise zero of two. And broad green zero of two, so you just did a really good job in in negating you know their perimeter shooting. Well, on the on the flip side of that, you know, you, you do one thing and then uh, and then they're able to sort of open up another thing. And where they did really well was was in the key. Um, yeah, yeah. Tom Daly, he, he had ten points, and I think every one of them was on me. Like he just had these turnaround sort of one hand floaters that were amazing. He's so hard to defend, isn't he? Because he, he's quite tall. But he's really agile and he can jump. So he's like, when he goes up for those mid ranges, he's like a crane. You yeah, just, you can't you contest can't defend him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was terrific. I thought he was he was probably uh, the player that stood out the most for me on on their team. Yeah. Um, Starkey obviously very hard to keep off the glass. That was the, that was the unanimous comments uh, coming out of the timeouts and, and at the end of the game. Yep. Yeah, seventeen rebounds for Starks. Fourteen. 14 points, 17 rebounds, another really big effort by him. And they uh, they went with a with a man defense, which I thought was interesting. Um, obviously, trying to keep keep Lee off that three point line, which you know they did a they did a pretty good job of. Uh, we really had to sort of find our points uh, in other in other ways, where you know we're getting to the rim and and really trying to 
uh, force our way inside, which I think we did a, a relatively good job of as well. Yeah, Jakey was really good. Uh, Jakey Sunderland, he was uh, phenomenal. He's so terrific. So was his old man, actually. Uh, Kyle Sutherland had a really good game. Mm -hmm. uh, nine points, five rebounds, some really big, big defensive stops too, and he had three steals to go along with that. But Jakey was uh, he was really good. Yeah, and and he's you know he's the sort of player that this team really needs. Someone that can um, sort of get up and down the floor quicker than most, and he's got good touch around the basket too. So he was very very handy. Um, I thought Lee was really good as well. You know, he he managed to sort of weave his way into the paint and, and score in other ways, and really sort of have a stranglehold on the game. Uh, yeah. And and the other player that that I, I really liked what he did is, is Ben Rhodes. You, you only see two points and three rebounds, but what he did on the defensive end was terrific. Yeah, yeah, he's just a big body, and you know he clears space and you know, sets screens, and. That's all those little one percenters that you can't put on a stat sheet or on our stat sheet anyway. Um, that goes a long way into in winning games. Uh, and you obviously had a bit of a field day early on too. You finished with 18 points and five rebounds. Um, you had some really good looks early on from deep, uh, three or four, which was um, good to see you putting up those numbers again. And like I said to you last season, DT wants to be taking 12 plus shots, and you had. 14 and you know shot the ball at seven uh, 50 percent overall so you know it's, it's good to see that um you know you guys are all focusing on your strengths uh individually uh and being able to bring each other into the game so this is uh, a unicorn team early on in the piece i wasn't too sure how you were going to gel but what are you three and oh now and and playing some really good basketball yeah we're looking pretty good and i think i think um you know, having having Lee on the team uh, for me anyway is is really good. Um, he he's always sort of pushing you to do what you do best. So yeah, um, he's always always encouraging me to shoot the ball. And I think last season I, I probably averaged about five points, and this season is is a lot more than that. So um, yeah, I think he's a big part of our success this season. So there you have it, Tristan. Uh, that is the the games for the week um before we before we head off uh we, we should go through starkey's match of the week for next week yep uh so he's he's tipped the blazers and the kraken to be his game of the week you can read about this on our website uh in the morning yep. uh, and he's tipped the kraken in an upset to give uh, the blazers their first loss uh by one to ten points i like it um i i, I really do i think it's going to be I think it's going to be a really good game. I actually like all three games for the Monday night. Uh, Kraken and Blazers is going to be good. I really, I really think the Koalas can give the Camels a shake. I know we're, we've got a team that's three and zero, and the other which is zero and three. But I'm, I'm yeah, looking forward to that. I think, uh, I think that'll be a close game. Yep, but for me, match of the round has got to be the Dragons and the Pacquiao Unicorns. I'm really, yeah. really looking forward to that game. I think that'll be a good game too. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you do to, to try and slow Dill down, but uh, we'll have to try and figure something out because he is on a tear. Yes. Well, maybe Jakey for a bit. Um, Jakey Sutherland uh, could definitely, you know, have a crack at defending him for sure. That similar bodies. Obviously, Dill's a little bit older and a little bit wiser now, but. Um, I like the idea of Jakey going to him for a bit and, and really testing himself as to, to where he is. 
Yep. Well, let's uh, yeah, let's see how that goes. But the other game that he's picked uh, was the Penguins and the Bloodhounds. He's picked the Penguins for the second week in a row, and of course, he's tipped, <laughs> he's tipped the Penguins by one oh. to ten points. Uh, so yeah, a couple of close ones. He's he's betting on. Um, he is now sitting on fifty percent. So he uh, he was he was a couple up, and he got both of them wrong last week. So we'll see how he goes this week, and. Uh, Hopefully he loses them because uh, I do like a, a cheeky, filthy, wild boar. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, Tristan. Uh, let's uh, let's let's end this on a good note, and um, I'll finish it by saying you're a bit of a wanker. <laughs> Speaking of wankers, um, we need a couple of wankers for next week's podcast. I'm uh, I'm away for work. Um, so I need somebody to step up and help DT. I'm hoping maybe a new face DT, maybe a new voice. What do you reckon? You reckon we could snag someone that hasn't been on the pod before? You did say, did you say snags? <laughs> snags? He the wouldn't, would he? He wouldn't. Oh, I don't know. We could ask him. Hmm? He'd, he'd do a very, he'd do a heaps better job than his brother. <laughs> right. Put a bit of competition in there. <laughs> Maybe we no, can we will. see who does better. We'll put a, we'll put a uh, like a vote up. Maybe we could have a brothers edition. Yeah, I'm listening. You've got my attention. That's all I've really come up with. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just get a. We'll interview some. How about we interview brothers at the games this week, and then we'll have it on our podcast. Just a few little, a little bit of a questionnaire. Okay. All right. Can you do that for me? <laughs> task you with that responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, I can interview a couple of if uh, if I get the chance on the on the Monday. Very good. Well, there you go. All right. Thank you for joining me, Tristan. Thank you, Dale. It's been great. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>